Mamas, this is Sarah Comers, owner of The Mom Culture, and I'm here with my good friends, Gina and Julie, and together we make up The Mom Culture crew. We're going to chat about how we wing it and win it in motherhood while trying to raise good humans. We're going to chat with some of our favorite mamas that inspire us, so grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the chat. Hey guys, this is Sarah, and today we're going to talk about relationships. It's something we get asked about a lot in our mom culture community and uh, in my DMs. People want to know how I balance a healthy relationship with my husband and make time for us. It's something that's taken us a lot of years to kind of figure out. We've been in the trenches of uh, parenthood now for almost 13 years, so we picked up a couple tips and tricks along the way, and uh, it's something we're still trying to navigate. So I'm here with Julie and Gina today, and we're going to touch on just how we make time for our, our the men in our lives. So Gina, I know that you and Ron, um, you're, you also have three kids. Yes, we do. <laughs> and the kids the same ages as mine, and it's tricky. So your early, early um, parenthood, how was it like time-wise? Because I know that we were just in survival mode. So I would say our first year as parents, we we didn't really chisel out any time for ourselves. Yeah, I don't think we did either. Um, I will say we were married for 10 years before we had our first. And we always talk about how we feel that basis like makes us a great parenting couple because we had so much time together just enjoying each other and doing whatever we wanted to do. So when we had kids, it was like, oh, okay, like we're ready to, to kind of stop and, and just focus on the kids. But that first year, yeah, it was like, I'm holding the baby now. You're holding the baby. and Yeah, it's hard. Um, we were different. I mean, we had been together for a really long time, but we actually celebrated our first wedding anniversary with our baby. So, I mean, it was funny. We couldn't go out to a restaurant because she was a little Satan baby. I love her and she knows I call her that, but she <laughs> cried nonstop. And so we were like, oh, yeah, no, we're not trying to go out. So he actually picked up takeout and we celebrated our first wedding anniversary with with our baby at our dining room table. And it was really nice, but we did things differently. We didn't have that married time together at all. And then, Julie, you're what? Are you technically still a newlywed? I don't know what the term is. Like, When does newlywed status end? I'm pretty end? sure it's like newborn. I think it's within the first year, right? Like. Oh, well, you're way past that then. You're like an old married lady. Yeah, we're old married couple. (laughs) (laughs) But no kids. So you're in a whole different stage than we are. Right. I think Drew and I started out kind of with the perspective like Ron and Gina. Like we want to have our time together. And, you know, we were able to kind of plan that and enjoy being married just us and go on trips and do this and that. But now we're kind of settling down in the fact of like now we're talking about kids and And planning and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear like from a seasoned married couple, you two, um, what, what tips do you have for us? Like we've got that love alive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hard. I feel like, um, and I, I'm always honest about it. I feel like you have seasons, um, you know, within these long seasons of being married, you do. There's some times where things are a little bit easier and there's times where things are a little bit harder. And if you can weather the season together, it just makes you stronger. Early, early um, parenthood was rough for us. We had a lot of issues with our first baby. And then, you know, we had our second baby, just like Ron and Gina, pretty quickly thereafter. So they're two years and eight days apart. So obviously there was some romance going on because <laughs> we had another one. <laughs> but um, finding time to do that was really, really hard. 
hard. I mean, I think you get pretty creative. You know, you do things like date night at home. Um, you know, putting kids to bed early is a good tip, I feel like, for everybody. Um, you know, that's if your kid sleeps. So that was a little bit hard for us the first four years because our first did not sleep. But things like that helped us, um, you know, just getting creative. Um, what about you and Ron, Gina? What is like your your time together look like? Uh, well, now it looks like walking. We walk a lot. So um, we get up early. Um, and this is something we couldn't do when the kids were little because we didn't want to leave them home alone. But now um, our oldest is 12 and she gets up at 5 a.m. because she needs her time before school to get ready and just be herself. So but we'll go out for a walk at five. We stay in our neighborhood. So, you know, every time we go past the house, we peek in, make sure everyone's OK um, but that's when we catch up and we talk about work and kids and what's going on, what's on the schedule. Um, so that's that has been really important to us. And when we don't walk for a while, if we're busy or kids are sick or something, we just don't get out together. You know, we miss it. And we you feel it. Definitely. We feel it yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. We also walk not as much as we should. We actually just talked about that with all the rain we had that we really had stopped walking. We're like, we kind of miss it because it is our time together. And because, you know, we don't have a huge family support system. We don't have a regular babysitter. We don't have a nanny. We're this in the same boat that you are. So we just have to find those little times. And walking has been a huge one. So I think that's a big tip. I mean, especially when your babies are little, if your kid likes a stroller, I think walking is a good way to kind of have a, a date together. Um, it doesn't cost anything. It's a good bonding experience. It gets everybody out, um, you know, and it's definitely been our go-to for a long time. It's funny. You, you reminded me that we did walk when the kids were little. I remember there was a time where we had the double drug jogger and a oh, single yes. stroller to have all three of them so we could go out for a walk. Oh my God. So you guys totally double dipped. I just had the double and then I was bad. I would have the two boys and then Lily was still light enough. I would make her go by their feet. Oh, and pack them all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pack them all in. I was like, we're not pushing two strollers. I think for, for Sarah and I, we, um, we don't have the family support and we've talked about that. You know, we don't have grandparents. We don't really have aunts or uncles, you know, of our kids in the area. So it was always us all the time. But I have friends who they do have their parents close or, you know, sisters and brothers that are aunts and uncles to their kids. And they really utilize them. And I know I'm and so it's jealous. amazing, right? I get, I get so jealous. I mean, I, I hate <laughs> to say that I'm not a jealous person, but I'm like, oh, you're on another date night. If we have an actual like date night, it probably takes a month to plan. I have to find a sitter, hopefully one that hasn't gone to college because I have lost all my good ones to college. I'm like, why do you want to get educated, <laughs> ladies? Just kidding. Um, but yeah, it takes so much planning to get out. So we just have to get creative. And you, Julie, with not having any kids, like how are you guys still able? I mean, I mean, you guys both work a lot, but do you just chisel out and like actually make yourself go on dates? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're the same way where, you know, we, we used to do little walks around the neighborhood with the dog. He's, he's our baby right Your now, baby. but, um, I never really thought of it that way. So yeah, that's kind of our time together. We like going to the gym together, but again, we don't talk during that. It's CrossFit. So you're not it's really hard talking. to talk when you're flipping a tire, but no, I can see why <laughs> that would be important because you're exercising together. You're spending time with each other. You're, you're getting like, it's a win-win in many ways. So I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do, we do a lot of like little outings or, dinner together or things like that. But I think we take it for granted, obviously, like you guys are saying once a month is 
amazing. Oh, well, so. you, you've seen, I mean, you helped me with my calendar. And I'm like, I, I, we actually realized the other day, we were like, we have not actually went out on a, like a planned date right. in a really long time. My sister had the kids and uh, they had been over there all day playing with the cousins. And we looked at and we're like, well, we're going to check and see if they need to come home for dinner or if she's going to keep them. She's like, no, I'm going to keep them. I'm cooking right now. And so we looked at each other. We're like, we can go have a hot meal without the three kids. <laughs> and it was like, I, I honestly, I had no makeup on that day. I think I needed to wash my hair. I didn't feel like va va boom, like date night, but we knew it was our only chance. And so we took it, but that's been a while now. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing is like, you have to take what you can get and you have to get creative because it's, it's so hard to chisel out, out time. And I think when you can get an aunt or an uncle or someone to help, I mean, like jump on that, like fast. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you have family that are willing to help, just, yeah, take advantage of it. And it doesn't have to be an evening thing. I know for us, you know, we get tired. And when you have kids and you <laughs> yeah. don't sleep, you're tired. So go out for lunch. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be a, an evening, you know, ordeal. You can you can do something different. You can go see a movie. That's one thing that we have done. We've probably seen, what, like four movies in the 12 years we've had kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, where we've, like, actually had someone watch them. But, again, it's like you drive for an hour to get to the you know, my sister's house and then try to go to the movie. So it, it was definitely an ordeal. But we also see that as the kids have gotten older, um, I don't know, it's like they're not going to be around for much longer or they're going to be able to stay home. And so, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully have more opportunities as they get older. I think if you take them, that's the thing, though. We get so busy and the hustle. But there's always something else you can do. But you know, giving time and attention to your spouse is huge. I feel like as moms, we give, give, give so much to our kids. And we definitely, definitely put ourselves on the back burner. But I know I've put my husband on the back burner more than I should have. So I think just being mindful of that. I can also recommend a hug. It's silly, but there are some. <laughs> I yeah, love that. You're so cute. It's a hug. Some mornings, um, you know, getting the kids ready, right? You're running around like crazy and my husband will be ready to leave for work and he'll give me a hug and he won't let go. And even if Aww. it's like 20 or 30 seconds, it's like everything changes. You do, you start to relax and you just start to realize like, oh yeah, this is what, this is where I'm supposed to be. And so <laughs> if you can just take that, that half a minute and just give a good hug. It'll make you feel better. Okay. Ward's going to, yeah, Ward's going to love hearing that because I wake up, he leaves really early. You guys know he commutes a long way. So I have my alarm set up. We know I'm not a morning person. I sleep <laughs> really, really good between five and seven, but I'm not allowed to sleep between five and seven because if I don't get up by 520, I miss my chance to tell him goodbye. And for me, that's a huge thing. So every morning I wake up at 520, I run, so I can catch him. And like, literally, I have to run sometimes because he's like, normally shoes on, headed out the door. But I catch him and give him a great hug. And I, you know, tell him to have a great day. And he normally makes my coffee in the morning. And he gets upset if he doesn't. So, but it is, it's so important. It's a little act that reminds you. And I think that it sets the tone for the relationship and for the day for both of you. Like that connection of seeing each other. Do you have any rituals like that, Julie, with your husband? Yeah, as you guys were talking about that, I am a very touchy feely person. So to me, Not hugs you, Julie. I know. <laughs> I'm always like, give me a hug. No, I um hugs are really, really big for me with my husband or holding hands, like not really to like show affection like PDA I guess you could say when you're out in public like I'm not big on that but like for me just internally like I need that just kind of like oh you're right there you know like kind of just security I guess but also 
you know, we'll watch TV at night every once in a while. And like, sometimes I just put my feet in his face and I go, can you just rub my feet real quick? (laughs) Even like five minutes. And it just makes me so happy, you know? So that's, that's something that's important to me. Rubbing your feet's your happy place. That's so cute. I'm like, don't touch my feet. Really? You know how I'm about my toes? Your long toes. I'm like, don't touch my feet. No, but it's those little acts, right? And that's what I think sometimes it's just like self-care. Everyone talks about self-care and people think that it's got to be this huge thing. Like you have to have a whole spa day or you have to have a getaway with the girls. No, it's the same thing with your relationships. Small little acts mean so much. Um, Just this week, I took Wednesday off, um, which is big of me. If you know me, I'm like- She never takes a day off. (laughs) I like work 24 seven between being a mom and then running mom culture. And so I took Wednesday off and I told my husband I was taking it off. And he was like, well, what do you have planned? And I was like, well, laundry. Like I went down the list of all the to-dos that I had to do. And he goes- I don't have anything going on on my calendar at work. I think I can take the day off too. And I was like, really? And so he took the day off and we took the kids to school. Well, actually he took the kids to school. I got to enjoy cup number two that was actually hot of coffee. I did a load of laundry. I guilty pleasure finished up Grace and Frankie on Netflix. I'm not going to no spoilers. It was so damn like disappointing, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) I'm a little disappointed in the ending. Just saying Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, you could have done better. But anyhow, (laughs) so I get emotionally invested into my TV shows. So that I really do. (laughs) So, but it was so nice. And when he came home, you know, we were like, well, what are we going to do? You know, we forget sometimes how to be alone together, but you know, we decided to go have a great lunch together at a nice fancy adult restaurant that has tablecloths, which is how I deem that it's fancy because it has <laughs> tablecloths. I'm not taking my kids. We went and we had great Italian food. And then there's our favorite record store in the same uh, complex. And I looked over and I'm like, let's go look at records because we don't have these tiny people that are going to break these expensive vintage vinyl. And that was literally how we spent our day. And it was so nice. And I thanked him for actually, I know it's hard. We're independent contractors. We don't work. We don't make money, but we both needed it. And it was great. And it wasn't anything crazy and fancy. I mean, we did have a nice lunch and I spent too much on records, but it it was a great day without being a huge thing, like not super planned out. So what about you and Ron? Like what do some of your like spur of the moment things look like for you? I know it's hard, um, it is tough. I don't know. We've done the lunch thing. Um, every now and then he'll work from home if um, whatever traffic's bad or, you know, I need extra help after school to get all the kids where they need to be. So if he's home and I happen to be home, we will. We'll just go have lunch. And it could just be like a sandwich or a burger, you know, nothing fancy, but it's just getting that one on one time. And you're right. For a minute there, you sit across the table and look at each other like, oh, it's just us. I know, we don't you have don't to cut anybody's to, yeah. food up. We're not you know, dealing with the fighting and it's kind of nice. It takes you a while. Does it take you a while? It takes us a while. We kind of look at each other and I nervously will like tell the waitress like, oh, we, we don't have any kids today. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I have to explain it. <laughs> it's so weird, but you don't know what that's like it, Julie, but you no, will. I'm like, like, that's so crazy to me. No, no, you, you don't understand how much you value a hot meal until you've become a mom. Right, right. I mean, I don't think I've had like an actual hot meal that wasn't on some date night since like 2007. Or cut up someone's food. Cut up the food. Yeah, that was a big one. I think my kids are all finally at the age where they can just eat their food. It's so nice. Well, when they eat, right? When they eat, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to our Picky Eaters episode. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, my two older ones, yeah, but the little one, he's still like, last night, refused to eat something, by the way. I was like, because it had one piece of lettuce in it, people. One piece of (sighs) lettuce. You're going to shame me. But it was, I gave, I, I decided to clean the house last night. 
you know, needed it. And so, but by the time I looked at the clock, I hadn't cooked anything that, you know, I had available. So we went to Taco Bell and he got one of those Del, what is it? The Doritos Los Tacos he oh, likes yeah. because but it's basically it a chip. Had a piece of it had one it. piece of oh lettuce. Oh my gosh. You know, Fletcher, he proceeded to spit it out and refused to eat his taco. So not just that one part. It was the whole thing. No, the thing. whole thing was tainted. It was like contaminated. It's because it was green. <laughs> I completely understand. Oh, <laughs> Gina gets man. this. I feel for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you take for granted the hot meal, but that's a big one. Like walking, having meals, um, realistic expectations of date nights because they do look different, especially when you have kids. You have to take what you can get. And the other thing is being intimate with each other. I don't know who's comfortable talking about that, but that's a whole nother one. I mean, we've went through stages of that, which, you know, we will bestow our wisdom on you Julie about how to navigate Perfect. that <laughs> when the time comes you have to get really really crafty but that's another thing is just like finding time for actual intimacy when you have co-sleepers you nurse um you're in between kit I mean it's so hard to navigate oh yeah waking up constantly at night for for little ones you're just exhausted Honestly, yeah. it's the last thing you're thinking about sometimes. The, the touched out because Gina and I both oh. were big time breastfeeders. And there's this thing, I don't know, Julie, if you've ever heard about it, but it's uh, touched out. So when you nurse babies, it can happen to women. It's basically where like you don't want anyone else on you or to touch you. And so that's tricky when you, you know, your husband is there and he wants attention from you. Like, how do you explain? Like, when you touch me, I want to slap you. <laughs> seriously I don't know Does did he you understand that or you have to kind of like make him realize like that's where you're at right now Ward was great about reading all the books he read the girl uh, girlfriend's guide to pregnancy and there's like a little stuff of like <laughs> newborn stage in there like towards the back so he knew but you know I was like oh I've read about this I don't really hate you but it's this totally natural thing it's called touched out so don't touch me because I kind of want to hate you right now and I, I don't want you near me so that that's hard in early motherhood I don't know if any of our audience has experienced that did you experience that at all Gina oh definitely <clears throat> and I but Ron has um always been really understanding I think in that part where like he gets it and but I think that there are probably some husbands out there who are not as understanding and so that is I'm sure a lot harder but yeah definitely touched out even even now I mean not breastfeeding anymore but sometimes a day where it's just non-stop and everyone is just I don't know you're just constantly interacting with your kids and people and and at the end of the day, I'm like, I just don't want to talk to anybody anymore. It's and mental touched out is exactly. what I've decided. It's mental touched out because I'm with you that I'm like, okay, I know you want attention. I get it. But I'm like, I have nothing else left to give. Right. Definitely. Right? And I think a lot of moms probably feel that way because you just give all day long and you just can't imagine giving anything else. No, especially that. I'm like, I know it's terrible, but I think this is the conversations that people need to have because I want people to know that these things, you know, everyone experiences them because I think sometimes people don't talk about it. I was good with my mom group. We were pretty open about, especially early motherhood, like people discussing things. I mean, one mom, it was hilarious. She talked about one night, her husband, it just, it wasn't gonna give, he wasn't going to give in on it. And she was like, Oh, fine. She goes, but don't take my sweatpants all the way off because I'm too tired to have to oh put them back gosh. on. <laughs> she was like, just leave them down there around my knees. And I died that she said it, but it was still relatable because I was like, Oh yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to have stood up. In there. <laughs> but so it's like, I hope by us like sharing a little bit of these things that it just like normalizes that you're okay. Like, you know, we all go through the touched out. We get tired and, you know, six weeks after you give birth is too soon. Oh my gosh. I have a Much story about soon. that. So I don't know if you had, again, I have lots of fun. My first introductory to motherhood, I had all of it. So I had 
a fourth degree tear with Lily. She had a 13 and a half circumference head. Let's just say that it was like war-torn Bosnia down there. And I'm very, very open about that. And so I remember the postpartum appointment and talking about that and that coming up. And she was like, oh, no, no, honey, we're going to put you on an extended pelvic rest. And I was like, oh, Lord, thank you. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Because I couldn't You're fathom. like, can I get that in writing for my husband? She actually did. No, I and, and it wasn't that my husband had even, but it was just... It's at the forefront of most married couples. That six-week appointment kind of lingers over. Everyone knows it's coming, right? And it kind of is that, like, green light that it's go time again, you know, for and some men, you know, that's really the, the whole signal for them. I've had friends that that was, like, their husbands are, like, waiting for that. Their countdown to the six-week appointment. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's so much pressure, too, it, on you. It really, really is. And I was having a tough recovery. So, for me, I was like, oh, heck no. And she gave me an extended pelvic rest. Um, and my, actually, in that area, we had a really hard time because it took me a long time to heal. And just like in our podcast with the little milk bar, um, there is a estrogen cream, which they don't talk about. I don't know, Gina, if you're familiar with this. I don't think so. So there is an estrogen cream that um, is a, like a lubricant as well. So if you've had an episiotomy and had, you know, tears and whatnot, um, it helps with the healing process and makes that a little bit better. So after having my postpartum issues, I went back to the gyno and talked to her about it. And she gave me that and it basically changed the whole entire experience. But it took a while to get uh, get back into the motion in early motherhood. How about you? Oh, yeah. I know. It didn't happen at six weeks oh, hell for no. us. I want to say more like eight or ten. Oh. And, and I think after that, I was like, yeah, I'm okay if, if that never happens again. It was <laughs> oh my God. incredibly painful. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's worse than they tell you. And I didn't have a fourth degree tear. Oh. I think I had like a tiny little tear. It wasn't anything major, but no, mine I was mean, bad. Your, your body goes through a lot and it's not ready for anything else. No. I, and that's, and I think you have to have an open dialogue and have a supportive husband. And I know not everybody does, but thankfully we both did. But yeah. What, what do you think about that, Julie? Are you a I little mean, scared? I never <laughs> know what to expect, obviously, because I haven't gone through that. But yeah, it's like, everyone kind of tells me the same thing of like, oh yeah, just keep waiting. Like <laughs> after the baby comes, you know, like definitely milk those those weeks if you can get extended <laughs> extended pelvic rest yeah because you know I mean depending on like you said some people have had a c-section so maybe mm -hmm. down there isn't as torn up yeah I guess you could say I'm trying to find yeah. the right words to say with it but um yeah but I mean I guess to explain it to someone who not in visible detail but to someone yeah. who hasn't been to that point yet like what does it feel like is it painful or is it just you feel awkward because your body isn't the same way like do you feel emotional like self-confident it, about all of it, the above burning pain really? yeah no yeah, burning really. see in mine like was same childbirth burning pain or like it's indescribable wow <laughs> I don't think anything <laughs> compares to childbirth yeah, okay. I, I even when they give you the the one to ten charts for pain I can never go past a five because you know once you've given <laughs> wow. birth without drugs like nothing comes close to I know that. you're like yeah hey, I got this but no, <laughs> no, it's, it's brutal. And so actually for me, it was, we had attempted after my pelvic rest. Right. And I mean, this is total TMI, but this is why we're doing our podcast. Right. So I went back and I was like, this is not normal. I am in significant pain. Like I can't do this. And that's when they told me about the estrogen cream. So if anyone has experienced that and having intimacy issues, I do highly, highly, it's hard. We all don't want to go back to our OBGYN more than we have to, but you should talk to them because yeah, it's not entirely normal. And sometimes you 
do need um, an estrogen cream to get over it. It basically lubricates and helps heal where the episiotomy was. And that was my problem. Is that something you would get right after giving birth or after six weeks, you're saying? Like- um, at the six-week appointment, you can okay. definitely ask about it. It's a little bit expensive. I want to say even with our insurance at the time, it was $100 for the prescription. Um, but it was well worth it for me. And it was something I ended up asking about for my second baby just because I was, you know, older, wiser, and new. And just, like, preventative at that point. I was like, you know what? It worked. I'm going to I'm going to try it this time. Because I just, yeah, no, it was painful. I was not into that at all. So even if you don't have the the prescription or can't necessarily afford that, you can just use any over-the-counter lubricant, and that really helps out too. Oh, yeah. No, lube is life, I'm telling you, because this is another <laughs> thing. I'm sorry, but this is another thing, because especially if you're nursing, things get a little bit Sahara Desert down there. Is that the best way to describe that? Sahara Correct. Desert? <laughs> <laughs> See, Julie, all the things we're teaching you, all these keywords I'm learning. <laughs> Yeah, I have to have cutesy ways to say things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a little Sahara Desert down there if you nurse. So intimacy, I'm telling you, lubrication is life when early motherhood, for for sure. Wouldn't you agree? Good to know. Yes, and that's actually what what got us through is I had reached out to a friend of mine who had a baby a couple years before I did. And I told her, I said, it was the worst experience of my life. And, you know, what can I do? And she was like, I think her text was one word. Lubricant. <laughs> I love that. And, and I was like, okay. And and she was right. So that's yeah. the answer. And now lubricant people. And another thing, so why we're on this subject and we've just obviously went there. So it gets harder as the kids get older. There's different stages. And we never want to be those parents where they caught us being intimate. So you have to get really creative. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. I'm like, yeah, very like our closet, our, our closet is like been the main source of our creativeness. We're not super creative, but the closet. So making sure I keep the closet floor clean if and when <laughs> it needs to be used is, is crucial. And you've said the shower too was your other favorite one. The shower. I mean, cause I feel like you, you seriously, two birds, one stone people, two birds, one stone. You get a shower, you're clean. It's quiet. It's yeah. And it's kind of, I feel like it's assumed. I mean, hopefully you have a lock on your bedroom door when they're that old, but yeah. kind of assume like if mom's in the shower, you don't go in, you know? So like you'd be surprised. You sneak dad in there too. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised. They come wherever you are. The little people will find you. Oh, they'll find you. Yes. Find but you. Yeah. Locks on doors are huge. Baby gates. Um, you know, we had for a while and I'm sure Gina might have experienced maybe a different character, but certain TV programs will buy you time. So during the toddler <laughs> years, when they were two and four, and we would try to be intimate, Elmo. Elmo or Disney princesses were like life. You knew if you put on this particular Elmo video at the time, it was like Elmo's potty time was a big one for Lily. <laughs> and she had the Elmo and uh, Abby's Alice in Wonderland, right? You put that on, you knew you had about 17 minutes of peace and quiet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you have to you find a, a stopwatch or a timer. Oh, backwards. literally. I mean, there's not like pressure, but I mean, again, you've got to find things that work and For that sure. was what worked. Did you ever have any of those where you knew that you would have at least a window, a I small window? I don't think so. I think it was just when they were asleep for us. Well, your yeah. kids sleep. That's true. They do sleep. Mine's eventually. So we had to get creative. Right. Or I guess like you've admitted to, maybe I, I don't know if it's okay to say this, but after you drop the kids off, you know, you have a couple hours where maybe yeah. he takes the day off and you're like, Hey, let's go get coffee. And then 
you know, it's time. <laughs> yeah, basically, like I, I have done that because, again, they're older and it's getting harder. My daughter's room is right next to ours. So, again, I don't want to be that parent. So you have to get creative. So sometimes, yeah, it's morning coffee dates or code for mom and dad are going to spend some time together. <laughs> how about you, Gina? How do you how do you chisel out time for that? I'm putting you on the spot. On the spot. Um, I don't know. Two o'clock in the morning after we both had a nap. <laughs> oh my God. Good Lord. And Two o'clock in the morning. Asleep. Yeah. Oh my, oh my No, mine. I, well, Fletcher still comes in. So no, that doesn't work for me. Well, we have a very short window, you guys. Yeah. Ours is really rough. Ours it is seems like, like it's every day is different for you. You're kind of like, well, we have 30 minutes right now. Let's go. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, there's nothing like my poor husband. It's like pressure. Well, I'm like, do you want any attention with me? Because if you do... You gotta take this what you can get. This is your appointment slot. <laughs> I literally will tell him. I look at him. Take what you can get. If you want to leave it, leave it. But take what you can get and don't complain. <laughs> That's how I leave the whole thing with him. But yeah, it's hard because my daughter now is a night owl. So normally she's up still. So it's either you stay up late and pray she's asleep, or yeah, or it's the afternoon or mid morning dates for us. No, no, two a.m. I'm I'm hoping to sleep. <laughs> Okay, and wrapping up, we just wanted to kind of showcase that we all have trouble navigating. It looks different for all of us, but, you know, lower expectations, I feel, are key. Wouldn't you agree there, Gina? Yes, and give a hug. And give a hug. Yes. Hugs are life. They go a long way. Lubrication. Lubrication <laughs> is one of our key tips. And communication, right? Oh, definitely. That's huge. I think having a good, healthy communication with your husband is is key. And just, you know, not feeling afraid. There have been times where I'm like, no. And I explain why, and it's respected, and I think that that's huge. But definitely time to just make time for each other. However you can get it, you know, be creative. It doesn't need to be crazy expensive or very well planned out. And sometimes you don't have makeup on and you have sweatpants, right, Gina? That's right. <laughs> Thanks for chatting with us.